This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon, this is Marshall Davis. Those of us who are of a certain vintage will remember when the song We Are One in the Spirit was popular. It was written back in the 1960s and it was popular in the 60s and in the 70s and it's still popular in in many churches today, especially those churches that have older folks in them. My wife and I had the song sung at our at our wedding in the early 1970s and along with Bob Dylan's song, If Not For You. The refrain of We Are One in the Spirit goes this way, and they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Now, that may have been true of certain segments of Christianity at the time it was written. Unfortunately, surveys show that when people are asked today what they know about Christians, they do not mention love. Instead, they use words like intolerant and hypocrisy and judgmental and political and even abuse, including sexual abuse and a host of other negative characteristics. And that's a shame. It reveals what has happened to the church in recent decades, that the church has forsaken its first love as exalted Jesus says in the book of Revelation. The church no longer characterized chiefly and known for its love, which means that it no longer really knows God. The first letter of John says, the one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Yet love is still alive in the world today, and is still present powerfully in certain parts of spirituality. It's a heart of what I call Christian non-duality. Love is the way of spiritual awakening. It is the Tao of Christ, the way of Christ. Now, this might not be readily apparent to people because love is normally thought of in dualistic terms. It is seen as a dualistic activity because it has to do with relationships, and relationships always imply two or more, hence dual. But in actuality, love transcends duality. It is an expression of unity that transcends and embraces duality. If you are a Christian, you have probably at some point heard a message or teaching a sermon about the different types of love in the Bible. C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Four Loves, exploring the, the four different Greek words for love. There are words for affection and friendship and romance and spiritual love. And that fourth one is what I am talking about today. The Greek word is agape. It means selfless love. The others are dualistic love between two or more selves. Agape transcends 
self. One might call it unitive love or non-dual love. This type of love is not dependent upon what the other feels or does not feel or what the other does or does not do. It is based on the realization that at root we are one. This love is an expression of non-duality. It may not consciously or theologically be described and identified in this manner, but it always comes from the intuitive knowledge, even if it's not conscious. But we know that all is one. That is where love comes from. That's why we love. The person who knows who they really are, who knows their real identity as this one reality, will love. And the one who does not know this reality will not love. One who does not love does not know God, does not know this reality that often goes by the name God. Jesus knew this reality. Jesus knew this love. Jesus embodied this love. All who truly follow Jesus display this love. Those who do not love do not know Jesus or follow Jesus regardless of how much they might talk about Jesus. Talk is cheap. Love is cost, costly. It costs ourself. Jesus famously summed up all ethics in two commands. He cut through all the laws and the rules that govern religious moral behavior back in his day and in our day, and he boiled it down to two. He also said that this was the way to eternal life. Jesus starts off saying, This is the most important. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That preface to the two commands is very important because Jesus means that his teaching about love is rooted in the oneness of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then he goes on and says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. Love is allness wholeness, oneness. And the second, he says, is like it. He says, the second is, love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount makes it clear that his definition of neighbor extended even to one's enemies. In his parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus made it clear that this love did not depend upon believing the right doctrines or being part of the right racial or ethnic or religious group. Because the hero of his story, the Good Samaritan, who exhibited this love, was not of the Jewish race. And he was not of the, even of the Jewish faith. He was considered of another race and considered to be a heretic. And in telling the story, he was eliminating the ideas that love had anything to do with race or with religion. I want to delve deeply into the non-dual nature of this love. First, I'll talk about loving God. The agape love is loving God with all one's heart and mind and soul and strength. In other words, with one, one's whole self. The most pure form of selfless love is when the self denies itself 
more and more until there is no self. Until the self is gone. And it seems that there is only God. Until everything that, seen, that appeared to be separate from oneself and from God is gone. And there's only God. Then one is one with God. The Lord our God who is one, according to Jesus. One is, one is united with God as Jesus taught in his high priestly prayer and in John 17 that I've talked about before. We know oneness with God as Jesus knew one with oneness with God. This is what Eastern Orthodoxy, which is the oldest form of Christianity, calls theosis, becoming one with God, being one with God. And Jesus said that we enjoy the glory that he knew, that Jesus knew. We know eternity, the eternal life that Jesus knew. He said before the world was created. This love of God is complete selflessness. It is no self. Because there's no separate self apart from God. God is our only self. God alone is. I am. Nothing separates, separates us from the love of God, as the Apostle Paul says. This love of God is then naturally developed in all relationships. We live dualistic relationships non-dualistically, selflessly. Jesus said we love our neighbor as ourself. Now the ego cannot do that. Dualistic love cannot do that. That type of relationship is always looking out for number one, looking out for the self. Self-defense. Protect ourselves. Protect the ego. It wants reciprocity. It wants equality. It wants justice. It wants be protected. Non-dual love wants nothing for itself because there no longer is a self. Actually, the self or the ego is still around. You know, as long as we have a brain and we have a body, there is an ego. But the ego has been effectively rendered powerless. That's what I mean by ego death. I don't mean that there's no longer any ego left. The ego is still around after spiritual awakening, but it's more like a ghost that's haunting the periphery of our life, or a memory that pops up, or simply the pattern of, of habits that our body has and our mind has that kicks in once in a while. But that ego has no substance or power or authority in life. Because the self is, is rendered powerless, Therefore, a non-dual love can act without regard to the separate self. It can love the neighbor as the self because it sees the neighbor as oneself. It is seen that there's no difference between us and others. There's only this oneness. We are one. Another way of saying this is that you could say that there's only one true self and all of us are that oneself and that true self is God 
and God is. Everyone and in everyone. And when one loves someone else, one is loving God in that other person. And one is also loving oneself, one's true self and the other. Because the, the true self in the other is the true self in us. There's no distinction between one and the other. When Indians bow to greet people, they are bowing to God, the, the Atman, the true self, and the other person, which is the same as the true self in us. When we love the other, then we are loving God and ourselves in the other. And that is true even of our enemies, which is why Jesus told us to love our enemies. The person who does not love others does not know God. They're not living in unitive awareness. They are living in dualistic awareness. They think the other is different than oneself and therefore dangerous and is a threat to self, to ourself. When one sees one's true self in the other, one will do anything for the other that you would do for yourself, even dying for the other. Because we know that even if one dies, one is still living in the other and in God. That is the heart of and the meaning of the cross of Jesus. Love is the way of Christ. It is the way of Christian non-duality. And I hope one day it will once again be the way of Christianity and the church. That will happen only if we know it and we live it and we teach it. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.